0: And the very common thing, and, and these are all transferable skills. It works in business and it works for marriage. But another issue is their inability to resolve issues and make a decision to move forward. The, the growth of the business seems to be stunted by their inability to make decisions together. And so because of that, you got a stalemate. And then it becomes a competition between one or the other, and you're digging your heels in because you think, you know, I think I'm right or Kaylee thinks she's right or whatever. And if you're if you're noticing, right, this happens at home, too, right? But it also affects business. So that inability to make a unified decision is one of the top challenges as well.
1: Welcome to the Christian CEO podcast. The first episode from Christian CEO podcast, we would like to give you a double portion. And what do I mean by that? Well, today's our guest, yes, two people. They are a power couple, Robert and Kay Lee Fukui. We're gonna talk about the top three challenges and mistakes that married couples make during their entrepreneurial journey, but also some very fun stories from Robert and Kelly, their own journey. And they even kind of spill my beans about how I wasn't so coachable when I learned ski. Also, we asked them about what are some three simple steps for married couples in the entrepreneurial journey when they start to feel that tension, when they start to feel a lot of friction happen in this journey what can they do with these three simple steps to get back to the track and so much more. Let me introduce you Robert and Kaylee. They are the co-founders of I-61 Inc. is a business consulting company. They assist married entrepreneurs create better world-life balance by structuring the business to scale while giving precious time back to the owner to invest into his or her marriage. Robert earned his marketing degree from San Jose State University and experienced 25 successful years in sales and marketing with companies such like Coca Cola, Novartis Pharmaceutical, and Bristol Myers Script. Playing an instrumental role in the launch of six major brands, Robert was directly responsible for more than $150 million in revenue, and he received National Sales and Leadership Awards. His business acumen enables him to help family business build more profitable, efficient, and sustainable companies. Kaylee Fukui earned her business degree from the University of La Verne in La Verne, California. I hope I did not pronounce the name wrong. She worked in the banking industry for many years and in her family business as a operations managers for more than 10 years before meeting the love of her life, Robert. She understands very well the highs and lows of running a family business and the sacrifices the owners make, often at the expense of marriage and family. Her passion is to see the marriage flourish in the midst of building profitable business and to help entrepreneurial couple understand that they don't have to sacrifice the marriage and family for the business. Together, they have developed an innovative consulting program. It's called Power Couples by Design, which equips the married entrepreneurs to build thriving marriage and a prosperous business. Now, their book, Tandem, is published already in September 2022. You can tell, Both Robert and Kaylee, they have a solid foundation in corporate work and also in their business and as a couple. Now, let's dive in the conversation with them. Welcome to the show, lovebirds. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> tweet, tweet 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 thank you thanks kelly great thank to be with you thank
1: you so much kelly we're excited to be. you here. are so welcome so in the introduction i already mentioned to our audience how awesome both you are and a little bit about your also both of your journey now uh in the, now though we always love to hear from you know yourself you know tell us about how on the earth you guys will think about writing this book together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question because definitely it was, writing a book was never on our radar or my radar. And people over the years, probably over the last three four years, have asked me or us, you know, when are you writing a book for on different topics? And I'm just thinking now that one, it feels like too much work, and then two is like is any gonna be, anybody going to read it? There's <laughs> right? a little bit of ego issue, right? It's like, is anybody even going to care? Um, but, you know, on our journey with helping married entrepreneurs, it was clear that this was an issue that it was almost like the elephant in the room. They know it's there, work-life balance is there, but nobody wanted to touch it um, because I think nobody knew how to deal with it. And then as we're helping our clients, we knew that this message had to get out there. And the only way we could replicate ourselves the best way we could would be to actually write a book. And so that was really the purpose behind that was just get the message out there and show, show couples that there are, there's hope that you can win in mis- business and marriage at the same time.
1: Okay. So, yeah, cause as you mentioned, you know, writing book is not necessarily an easy task
0: yeah.
1: and uh, not to mention two people write a book together and it's a couple write book together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, what would you say though, um, what are what are some common that just choose three okay what are some top three challenges or mistake that the married couple in this entrepreneurial journey we often will encounter
2: I'd say one of them would be boundaries it's like all of a sudden the work just takes over the family in your life and then there's no boundaries because you know you're not having fun. You're not doing date night. In my experience growing up with the entrepreneur family, the mistress, the business became the mistress, and so as a child, it's easy to resent it. So I'd say one of them is boundaries.
0: Yeah, and the very common thing, and, and these are all transferable skills It works in business and it works in marriage. But another issue is the inability to resolve issues and make a decision to move forward. The, the growth of the business seems to be stunted by their inability to make decisions together. And so because of that, you got a stalemate. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a competition between one or the other, and you're digging your heels in because you think, you know, I think I'm right or Kaylee thinks she's right or whatever. And if you're if you're noticing, right, this happens at home too, right? But it also affects business. So that inability to make a unified decision is one of the top challenges as well. Number three,
2: I'd say conflict resolution. It kind of goes along with what you're saying because if you're not able to resolve things, they just kind of slide it under the rug, and then it gets higher and higher and higher, and it becomes more things that you can't talk about, and you get stuck in that spot where you're not able to move forward. Because if we're on the same page, we can move. We can be a strong couple moving pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, and unity, it, and it and it helps in business too. I mean, we always are. There's always opportunity to resolve an issue, right? Customer issues, employee issues, vendor issues, and of course, husband and wife and family and all that. So being able to resolve conflict and getting the same page and really align yourself with the other person is obviously going to be beneficial both in marriage and business. And so, but that's that becomes an issue. But when you're working together as husband and wife, it seems like that, that that conflict becomes greater because now it's a personal issue because you're married to them, right? It's, a, it's almost like you shared earlier about your husband trying to teach you skiing and you just argue with him all the time, <laughs> but his students are fine. Right. Or if you heard it from another instructor, a third party, you're fine. But for some reason, when we're together as husband and wife, we can't, Don't we just, what this, this little, this little issues that normally we can resolve when it's somebody else, we have a harder time because it's your spouse.
1: Okay. Obviously they just spill all my secret out there. So, <laughs> um, I originally want to follow the question to ask them. Well, I still going to ask about, ask them to tell us about a story of, you know, in their own journey, uh, what, tell us like one scenario that uh, faced one or three of those situations. And who knows, they just took it for the run. They just uh, share my secret first. So, well, since it's out, I let them have a moment to think about what they're going to answer me. But for those of you who did not know, my husband used to be a ski instructor in Switzerland. And uh, years ago, um, I need to learn ski. Well, I say I needed to because the whole family they could ski, except me, this Asian girl, right? So, uh Naturally, they think what my husband can teach me. Well that, well, that wasn't true. You know, months later, I still couldn't do a thing. And so my father-in-law decided, you know, he need to kind of, you know, step in. So he was very nice. He gave me an envelope uh, on a breakfast table when we are all gathered together for Christmas that one year. And he said, here you go, it's your gift. And I opened up, it's a seven-day ski school. Now, since I went to a stranger to learn ski, I couldn't argue with that teacher, right? (laughs) Uh, Interesting, now, seven days later, I could ski from Mountain Down, no problem at all. (laughs) So that's what they meant about There's certain things, you know, it just seems like it's a whole lot easier to you know, get solved with strangers or let's say just non, mm-hmm. he's not your husband, not your yeah. spouse. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to with our spouse, maybe we're so too intimate and we just kind of easy to mm-hmm. get to argue and stuff. So now it's your guy's turn. Tell us, spill the beans, okay? <laughs> Before i going to ask you guys as experts how to, uh, you know, provide some solution for us here. I wanted to share that like, one personal story that Maybe you guys encounter one or two or three, those things you just mentioned.
0: Yeah, there's only three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, a funny one. Um, And because which one are you (laughs) going to
1: tell?
0: Oh, some, you know, a lot of our arguments and conflict are based around misunderstandings, as I'm sure you know, right? It's just pure miscommunication, pure misunderstanding. And sometimes you're arguing over the the misunderstanding over the same word. I mean, you can literally be saying the same thing, but have different meanings. And so a kind of a funny story that illustrates that is, you know, the joke in our house is not so much anymore, but Kaylee would come in, you know, in the middle of the day and, and ask me, what do you want for dinner? And I'd say, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so one night, Or one day I'm looking through the recipes online and I said, oh, I found this great recipe. This sounds really good. So I go into the kitchen and I said, hey, honey, I know what I want for dinner. She's like, what do you want? Green chili beef stew. She's like, what? Green chili beef stew. And so she asked me, what makes it green? And I'm like, what do you mean? What makes it green? So what makes the stew green? I go, or the chili green. I said, it's grown green. She's like, what do you mean it's grown green? She's like, and so we go round and round. How does it, how is it green? And I'm like, it is, it's grown green. And
2: then he's and telling so, me, you've seen it before. And I'm yeah. like, no, I, I have said, it.
0: haven't you seen a green chili? Cause I, we've cooked together too. And I know she's seen a green chili. And then she says, no, I've never seen a green chili. And I'm like, what? And he started getting frustrated. <laughs> and so finally, I stopped and I'm like, okay, what are you thinking about when I say green chili? And she's talking about the bowl of chili. Like, I don't know, here in the U.S., it's very—it's a popular dish. It's chili beans and, and beef and all that. So she's thinking about the dish chilies, and I'm talking about the vegetable green chili.
2: <laughs> and it happens to be in the month of March. And March here in the States is St. Patty's St. Patrick's Day. Day. And so, you know, they have green beer. They got the green cabbage. It's green everything. They put food coloring in it. So I'm thinking chili beans that they put like green food coloring in it. And so that's why I'm asking them, how do they get it green?
0: So that's why I was like, it's grown green. So that's just a a funny illustration, but I was getting frustrated because I'm like, I know you've seen chilies, So uh, it finally had dawned on me that I need to take a step back and clarify, okay, what are you thinking of? What do you mean by this? And that's just a classic illustration of most arguments are just that just total misunderstandings. But we run with a, we run with an issue instead of taking a step back and trying to clarify what the other person's actually meaning. Because literally, we can be saying the same words, but meaning two different things.
2: And we could have gotten into a huge argument about it or something so silly.
0: And a, and a, lot, of, a lot of arguments are silly, right? It just becomes important to me at the time.
2: <laughs> and I want to win, you know
1: what I <laughs> mean? <laughs> the argument. So yeah. Anyway, that- and actually, when you guys are mentioned, mentioned the green chili thing, I was just thinking... That even now uh, point as an outsider now look at in, I thought the point should be who's gonna make a dish and how that dish will look like, rather than you guys are actually struggling just about the green thing, you know. Oh. <laughs> so that is a kind of a life uh situation. Do you have one is something like in business? Because I think that would be more um. I want to say more more close to home because I think sometimes as a married couple, both in business, uh, they will argue over the items in business or a, a perspective in business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, do you have one of those ideas or one of those those examples?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very common for couples in general to argue about finances. Mm-hmm. So where do you spend the money? <laughs> so so there's plenty of examples, but it's just where you spend the money, whether it's, it's marketing issues or buying a piece of software or going to a conference, right? And so you know there's a lot of things that we're in alignment on, but then there's some some things that you just just totally disagree and so, and especially when like for for me, I'm more the marketing person. and so having to try and explain certain things around that. And she'll she'll have a feeling that this isn't the right thing to do, and because of my technical knowledge, I'll say it is the right thing to do, and then I move forward, and then it turns out it's not the right thing to do. So, you know, her feeling, her intuition, her discernment—you've got to listen to both sides. The technical facts, yes, but also you have to understand, listen for that discernment because you know, as you know, no plan works together perfectly anyway. And so there's a, you got to have that, that balance of listening to the, seeing the facts, but also kind of listening to your, you know, what what you're sensing. And so we've had to learn, or I've had to learn how to balance that. And so before I just run with something, just try to override her because I don't think she knows it because she just has a feeling about it. Well, now that because we've had a number of things, both in the business, even just personal finances, how her feeling or her discernment was accurate, that even if I'm like, oh, I'm right, I feel like I'm right, I still pause and I think about it. And I don't make a move and I wait before I make a, that final decision. Because as I wait, I cool down. You know, Instead of saying, oh, I'm right and I want to move, that, and I've learned that from Kaylee, is if you wait… Like the truth starts to come out. You either process something or something I thought was going to be a good decision. All of a sudden, some facts come out later that, hey, this isn't good, or this person isn't the good person to deal with. So that pause and that wait is actually beneficial to really look at all the angles, the facts, but then also how she's sensing it and look at it from her angle and go, oh, there's something there. Um, So- Yeah, so finances, it's usually around finances, some kind of financial decision. And then the lesson for the audience is really got to listen to both sides. And, you know, God's put us together for a reason because we both created differently and we have different skill sets, you know, and we got to we have to really embrace that and not, not allow those differences to become a source of conflict.
2: Well, I think sometimes it can be challenging because I can't prove my gut instinct or if the Holy Spirit's telling me something, I can't show you the numbers mm-hmm. or give you, you know, all the statistics on it. I just a feeling that I have.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a very common uh, situation, uh, not only for uh, married entrepreneurs as well, I think even uh, for yeah. uh, each household, right? Mm-hmm. Uh here at home, uh, I kind of combination of the kind of rubber between rubber and Kelly is like because I walk in the prophetic uh, gift and I'm but I'm a marketing person, so a lot of times I couldn't. Let's say when in the life area, right? I sense something and just like Kelly say, I couldn't sh- you know share something physical and things like that to my husband. Say this is. This is what it is. Uh, it's through the years of experience, and then we both I learn. You know, I had to learn waiting. I to learn wait, and he has learned like. I think if the crazy woman at home that she like, <laughs> that what God say, and it seems all all right until now, nearly twenty years. So I think, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, before we move on the conversation, did you know we publish weekly videos in our YouTube channel? The channel is designed to equip leaders like you to become that Christian CEO that God has called you. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Kelly Bother Show or just go to youtube.com hitting my name, Kelly bother then you can find our channel easily. If you are there, would you please considering subscribe, like, and comments on the videos? That would really help us to grow the channel and serve more entrepreneurs like you. Now, let's get back to the conversation. I want to ask you as experts, right? So what would you say, you know, if now they there may be in the among the audience, there's husband and wife, or both they are listening to this podcast or watching the YouTube video. They say, hey, we are in, we are kind of facing some struggles. Uh, what you guys just mentioned. Uh, our marriage situation is a little bit, you know, uh kind of a lot of friction recently. So what would you say uh, maybe give us some three simple steps? I say simple, I did not say easy, okay, guys, simple, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Simple is different than easy, okay? Some yeah. three simple steps that can at least help them to get started and to get back to the right track.
0: Well, I think the first, first thing is get help. I think, you know, with many counselors, you succeed. Mm-hmm. And too many times we wait to get help and we wait until it's almost too late. <clears throat> you know, you talk to counselors and they say, you know, majority of the couples that come in for help, they're basically have one foot out the door. And it's almost impossible because they're already, they're already focused on leaving. Um, and, you know, in with our cars, you know, prevent maintenance, we take our tune ups, get oil changes and all that. But for some reason in marriage, we think we're just gonna fix it right? And especially if you're already at that point where there's a lot of tension that you don't see how you're going to fix it, trying to fix it on your own can be very challenging. And we went to counseling before we even got married. We went to two years of counseling. I mean, I only I only knew her for four dates. And then she says, oh, you should go to counseling. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? We haven't even had our first argument. And uh, so you have to read the book for the rest of it. But, but in hindsight, You know All the issues, the typical issues that marriages struggle with, we dealt with it before we even got married with a counselor that was like the coach, in a sense, to not just help us work out the present issues, but along the way, develop tools that once we get married, we rely on the tools to resolve issues because there's always going to be conflict, right? You're never always going to be in perfect agreement. And so there's always going to be the opportunity for that. And that foundation with the counseling i mean the tools that we're using with our clients and in the book it's the stuff that we learn in counseling and we lean on it all the time because you know again there's always opportunities like green chilies and so that's number one
2: (laughs) i'd say kind of to piggyback with what you just said be coachable (laughs) whether it's in your business and your marriage because i remember one time we had a client early on that had been in business for like 40 years and every time we came up with the marketing strategy. They're like, oh, no, that'll never work. That'll never work. That'll never work. Well, unfortunately, they ended up going out of business because they just didn't want to change. And change can be challenging. But at the same time, if what you're doing is not working, and I'm speaking to myself included here, sometimes you need to get help and try something different and just have somebody coach you through it. Like you, Kelly, you hold your client's hands and coach them to the next level and help them to succeed.
0: Yeah. And then I think number three is what we have, we help we ourselves and our, our clients, we help them create rules of engagement. And so it's in an in a discussion that even could potentially become an issue, we have what are what we call inbounds and out of bounds. What are the things that are allowed to do and say in an in a discussion and what's not allowed? So what we mean by that is whenever we get into whenever a disagreement becomes a conflict, it's because we're triggering the other person. And then that trigger creates a defense mechanism and I trigger back. Because we know how to trigger the other person, right? Especially husband and wife. We know what, what buttons to hit, <laughs> right? And we're not rational. We just like, we're upset and we just want to hit back. And so the out of bounds part of the rules of engagement are all those triggers that are not allowed to do. There's certain words, there's certain actions, right? Like if we get in an argument and I'm not allowed to just walk out the door, but if I do, because I need to cool off, there is an agreement in there and inbounds is if I need to leave the room to cool off, I say, honey, I still love you. I love you. I just need to cool off and I'll come back in 30 minutes and we'll talk it. Talk about it. So we have to define, number one, I still love you. I'm not going to run out on her. I'm not just upset and going to run out of her. And we are going to talk about this. And this is when, because in her household growing up, leaving a door walking out the door meant they may not come back. Right. And it happened all the time. it happened with her dad. And so there's that fear, innate fear, that if I walk out the door, it's that. That's the trigger. So I have to understand that trigger and what that means based on childhood and respect that. And also not leave her hanging that when are we going to talk about it? Even if you do need to cool off, when are you going to talk about it? So we have to agree we are going to discuss this and this is when. But too many times in arguments, I just can't talk about now. And you leave or you walk out the room and you just don't talk about it. And then that issue becomes a major conflict and it becomes that big bump under the rug that becomes a, a, eventually becomes a wedge in a relationship. And over time, you keep pushing more and more things on the rug and you create a wall between husband and wife. So the rules of engagement are very important because it's, it's about fighting fair. It's about, let's, we have to have discussion. We have to resolve this issue, but we want to do it in a very healthy way where we're not triggering each other. And when you don't trigger each other, then you can have a healthy discussion. That looks
2: different for every couple.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. And so, but, you know, this story is, I think, is fundamental, just very good principle and uh, also easy to apply, you know, and. Can you kind of also tell us that I know you guys have uh, you design a program called Power Couples by Design? Can you tell us what is that about and what married couple can benefit from?
0: Yeah, it's kind of a mix of marriage coaching and business consulting. So, you know, we talk about trying to create work-life balance for couples because that's hard when you have a business and you're trying to do marriage and you have a family. Trying to do it all is is tough, and so we address those issues of you know, what's getting away? How do we create balance? And what does that look like as a couple? So the first thing is, you know, define what balance looks like and then create a vision for your for your life. What's your best life look like? And how does the business fit into it as opposed to you fitting into, your, into the business? And then the th- stuff we talked about today, you know, conflict resolution, setting boundaries and all that. And on the business side, it's how to work smarter, not harder. You know, the typical go to for businesses when they're not doing well, they want to get to the next phase of growth is just put more time and effort into it and try to get more sales and all that, where there's a lot of built in inefficiencies that you can actually increase your margin of time and money so that you don't have to work as hard. And so you can be very efficient and grow, but also have that time back so that you can invest into your most important relationship, which is your your wife and your, or your spouse and your family. And so how to do all those things well and very efficiently um is as part of is the overarching, you know, what the program's all about.
1: Okay, I want to listen from Katie though. It's not just it's just not rubber. So <laughs> what what do you feel about what couples or women meaning the white part can benefit from this program?
2: I just feel like uh, for the women, sometimes if if they're home with the kids or they're even working and have their own career, just to have some kind of balance in their life and some support. that no, we can do it together. It doesn't have to be two individual lives going to opposite directions, because a lot of times as women, we want support from our spouse and we need their help and encouragement and we want to know that they value us at the same time that they need us and that we're able to have a voice and speak into the business and
1: family life as well that we're included that's awesome and that's exactly what i want to hear because i think sometimes you know i know robert is an awesome communicator but i don't want uh, people that uh they're listening you know the especially ladies <clears throat> I know our audience is probably half-half. It's not probably. By the statistics, we know it's a half-half. But I know that sometimes the uh, the ladies uh, are more hesitating to speak out what we desire. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of the problem as well. No, um,
2: you're right. You're right, Kelly, because uh, Robert is good at so many things. And I would just want to be, in the be- behind the scenes, didn't want to be seen, heard. And then the Lord says to me, no, that's not okay. I didn't even want to get in front of people and give my name. And I'm like, what do you mean, Lord? He's like, you can no longer ride on your husband's shirt tails. You need to come alongside of him. You're a partner. You're an equal. And you need to make your voice heard. And I'm like, Lord, do I really? (laughs) And he's like, yes, you do. It's time for you just to um, step forward. So,
1: Yeah. It's because when we don't, a lot of times we secretly build our resentment because our desire, we feel like our desire is not hurt. But sometimes, or let's say more than often, if we don't speak out our desire, in this case, not just to husband, but I'm just saying generally speaking, and then we cannot expect the people around us to kind of, they can just read our mind. And obviously, this is linked to a lot of factors, you know, sometimes the, the false teaching from the church and that can be possible, too. Anyhow, I am so happy that you guys come on the show to talk about this. And uh, we surely put the link, the tentum, and the website in the show notes. And uh, we cannot wait to see more couples that you can help and impact on their business and life. And thank you so much for coming on show again. Thank Thanks, Kelly. Kelly. It's been
0: great. Thanks, Kelly. Hopefully we can visit you in Switzerland
1: sometime. Yeah, so we want to come visit you. Yeah, then, yeah, I know we got to go to ski slope. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys.
0: Thanks, Kelly. Thank
1: you. How did you enjoy the episode? All the links and goodies about the website and the book, also the programs will be in the show notes. So make sure you go to kellyballer.com forward slash podcast. Go to the show notes and check them out. Okay. By the way, did you know I have a devotional plan in the Uversion Bible app? It's called Identity Aligned Success. It's a four-day devotional for emerging Christian CEOs. You just go to the Uversion Bible app and search my name, Kelly Father, B-A-A-D-E-R, then you will find easily. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about the devotional plan and also this episode. The devotional plan is about God has called you to the mountain of business. You try to navigate what's holy or secular, what's greedy or sufficient, and most importantly, what's the purpose God has for you as there are so many different perceptions placed on you as a Christian entrepreneur. So I'd like to invite you to join with me and over 7,500 entrepreneurs who has read the plan and feel it really inspired them in this journey. So again, just go to Uversion app and key in my name, Kelly bother Then you'll find the four-day devotional plan. I will see you in the next episode.